Uh, I want to thank you first for uh, not for coming back on the show because you've been on every episode. Uh, even guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, I never did a test. Can you just do a test here and I'll play it back? Test? Test. This is a test. Should I play and or sing Test the Wrestler's theme song? Let me see. That's Test okay. theme song. That's Test entrance music. Is that like heavy metal or something? <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, WWE, WWF, gibberish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna steal another podcast. But I wanted bit to th- from OSW. Uh, I mean, you can kind of steal from wherever because yeah, I, remember, of audience. I remember. I <laughs> remember Alex saying to me one time. I think when we were reviewing Arrival, it never got uh, posted. But he's like, well, well, you can't rip off the rewatchables. And then I saw a tweet several months later of mm-hmm. accusing Bill Simmons. It's like the reformatable. It's where we <laughs> rip off everyone else's podcast template and use it as our own. Um, so it's like everything is, is, is ripped off. I mean, I'd consider it fair game. But my main thing that I was going to say was uh, thank you for preparing me for uh, Twin Peaks oh, yeah. adequately as it could be like watching fire walk with me um and a few other lynchian movies um it just we watched uh wild at heart yes yeah i think that was it was i think that's the only other one but surprisingly Um, we still have to watch mulholland drive yeah which was my original choice for the movie to watch on my birthday yeah but before watching the house that jack built yeah i think we chose mulholland i always wanted essentially because i asked you what David Lynch's best film was, and even during Twin Peaks, and uh, you said, yeah, so I kind of wanted to reward myself with that. Yeah, so we have to, Mm -hmm. yeah, we definitely have to have to watch that, and well, it'll be interesting to hear what you think, considering um, in the past when I've showed people Twin Peaks, or, you know, tried Mm -hmm. to introduce that world to them, it's, you know, it's, it's, helpful to use Mulholland Drive as like a primer mm-hmm. um, but you'll see what I mean mm-hmm. uh, plus it has Billy Ray Cyrus in it and mm-hmm. um, I mean is Justin that a, is that any sort of selling point yeah it should be oh uh, the plot whole <laughs> thing on um, thing that they mentioned uh, somebody mentioned that I never would have thought of with what Billy Ray Cyrus yeah from like just plot holes in general the reddit mm-hmm. forum oh, yeah. was that um, somebody said well, Billy Ray Cyrus, Cyrus is on Hannah Montana, yeah. and on Hannah Montana, there's Hannah Montana, the alter ego pop star, mm-hmm. and the regular girl, Miley Stewart, and mm. they said, but Billy Ray Cyrus is both yeah, of their parents, yeah, hmm. he's both their, so he's both like Billy Ray Stewart and Hannah Montana's dad, why does nobody put that together? <laughs> well, it's funny, it like straddles two worlds. Yeah. Similar Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. you know, and wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling, you have the, you know, story and then you also know the, the meta text. Yeah. What's going on behind the scenes and, mm-hmm. you know, that sounds I, like that or, or like the Muppet show, mm-hmm. you know, you'd see the show they were putting on and then, mm-hmm. but it was intermixed with the backstage segments of them struggling to put on the show. I think that uh, David Lynch always handles that kind of stuff like really well. Yeah. The, Inland the, Empire is probably the best example. I was going to mention Inland Empire of like oh. where it ranks in the in the canon. I've only seen it twice and the first time was in uh, the Royal Cinema in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It was like it looks like the theater from 
Mulholland Drive, which I can't really talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Spoilers. Yeah. Well, I couldn't spoil that movie mm-hmm. if I tried. Well, um, I have to say, um, I I do admire you, like, guarding for spoilers, even throughout Twin Peaks The well, Return, even though it was, like, it's, like, I could tell some, like... Like, you didn't know Eddie Vedder was going to show up. The one thing that you could Or, know, like, Nine Inch Nails, like, right in the middle of an episode, just, like, abruptly, like, mid-sentence almost. The only thing that you could say that could, like, ruin it and wouldn't be a take would be, like, that... An interpretation of the ending. What year is this? Well, what's your interpretation? Like, My, what's the that, last episode? Is that you? like they effectively erased uh, Twin Peaks? And, yes. But to me, then. That's so, what does too, that mean? To me, that's like. I mean, my first gut instinct is that it's like a nihilist interpretation of like none of it matters. So if you like told somebody approximately <laughs> what the ending would be, it's like, why would they invest in something like that that has no meaning so if like the show deleted itself yes because if laura doesn't die Mm -hmm. cooper doesn't come to town yeah and uh yeah it's just crazy it still trips me out that i love that last episode but what like how how was is that necessary for a satisfying finale? Do you think because a lot of what do you mean? Well, there's a lot <laughs> to of to delete. Shows. It's like if How I Met Your Mother, like the mother never existed. Like he adopted mm-hmm. them, and they knew they were adopted. Mm-hmm. But they're like, well, we have to hear the story. Like mm-hmm. he meets her mother at some point. He's yeah. like, you have no mother. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, that's something <laughs> that like David these Lynch stories are all made up. Too. Robin Trevatsky is actually mm-hmm. my doctor, and I'm no- way off my. How disappointing for Josh Radner, as terrible as he is, like mm-hmm. lowercase Jimmy Fallon. I do. I actually think he's a be, higher case Jimmy Fallon because he to wrote be, and directed. Like how is shitty to grow up to be Bob Saget? Yeah, I or, don't know. It's like I Zac mean, Efron seems, must have been pretty, really bummed to grow up to be Matthew Perry. It seems pretty on brand for both of them, though, because like Josh Radner, <laughs> given his talent, would be lucky or approximate you know, like to be the associated Gilbert Godfrey jokes about Bob Saget. Uh, like, I know. Bob Saget raped and murdered a little girl in 1991. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Kept saying it. Okay. And no, it's not true. I wouldn't but it was during his roast where he just kept saying, like, <laughs> it's amazing. We're all here considering what Bob did in 1990. <laughs> he just makes it up mm-hmm. to the point where um, when I looked it up, it goes to the Wikipedia page for the Streisand effect mm-hmm. of, you I'm know, glad, thank you for calling it the Streisand effect as opposed to the Mandela effect. Isn't Oh they, yeah. It could be both. Uh, wait, what is this? Are they two different things? Well, Streisand. Yeah. Maybe I'm mistaken. I'm mistaken. Explain Cause the, the Mandela effect. effect. Well, I know what the Mandela. Yeah. But both. the Streisand effect, um, was when you like Sue or, uh, See, our podcast is picking up that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have one. We have one listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, no one would have known about it if nobody had brought it up. If Barbara Streisand didn't get upset about it, okay. I, and I, so I think. Oh. Like so, I think so. It was they South are Park. unrelated. Yeah. I'm guessing it's South Park. Like, they had Mecca Streisand, and then she got really upset about it and sued them, mm-hmm. and then. A lot more people watched the episode because of it. I see. Um, whereas Mandela, it was like a, a falsely believed 
misconception or a widely believed misconception mm-hmm. like Sinbad playing a wizard in a mm-hmm. 90s movie yeah a lot of people remember that or like getting lost in the mall mm-hmm. like you can convince people um that they that they're that they have a memory where they were their parents lost them in the mall mm-hmm. what does that say about like human nature that people can be well it's just the the uh you know, f- faults of human memory and recollection and perception and reality. And Twin Peaks does have a lot to do with perception and reality. Did you notice anything, um, well, like about the last sequence? Like, what year is this? So they arrive. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember which like, details look. Well, that was the old real owner of the house. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I imagined it was like 2017. Like... I can I couldn't imagine another year where it could have been unless you wanted to read but like, it. it's like, like what, 2020 you know but what's the significance of that uh, it's well I always like in every TV show I watch to unless they explicitly state otherwise like in Breaking Bad takes place every episode I know but does the, the specific year because like the other instances of them talking about time like it yeah. is future is well, it future tell me, cause... or is it past no but i'm wondering because i can because i always i i basically liken it to everything taking place in in real time like it's right. the same date in both of our realities so laura was killed and then 25 years later and it's so with cooper asking what year it is mm-hmm. when he's standing there with who he believes to be laura palmer mm-hmm what year is this? Like, what kind of question is that to you? Yeah, it's like that they traveled in time. Like, I... Yeah, I, but what were you saying before about your impression of what happened in the episode, right? Just that uh, that basically they effectively erased everything. And I'm trying to piece together, right. like, the how of that. But So if they undid everything and then Cooper brought... Like a clearly older mm-hmm. looking Laura Palmer, yeah, to the front door. So, like, what year is it? Is that like the most important question? It's almost yeah. like if what Are you year saying is there's a more important one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like that's yeah. how Cooper's like coming to understand this, the reality. Mm-hmm. So, did what's you, your interpretation? But like, <laughs> I don't want to just steamroll a discussion. Uh, I, I like but, it. Because I'm curious, like, what do you think that has to do with the the diner scene? Yeah. Oh, like, Richard and Linda. Or, like, he wakes up and it's a different motel and he has a different car. Yeah. And then he goes to a place, Judy's Diner. I mean, the other would be, like, like there's some kind of transcendence going on, right. like interdimensionality, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, them driving, mm-hmm. and they get to a certain point. Yeah. Once we cross stopping. over... Yeah could all be different mm-hmm. and then they're richard and linda mm-hmm. and they wake up in a new place and she's not even there yeah and then he's like all right well better get better get to work so the first place he goes to find laura yeah is a diner which is judy's diner yeah right yeah, yeah the evil and she's thing. off that day mm-hmm yeah, it's just so cool. I mean, it's, what did it, you like? Did you notice any differences with Cooper? How he was acting? 
Or... Uh, he was acting basically like Dougie in a, in a way. Like yeah. he was just like a his less competent self right. that you'd expect of it. Like you would know. You yeah. like you personally, I'm sure. Yeah. Like you're not a member of the FBI, but you would know. Like I've seen you, enough movies. If you put a gun in a deep fryer, yeah, like the heating, will the heating. that make the bullets go off? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But Cooper was like, I don't know, but you better back up. Mm-hmm. Also, like, how many guns did he put in? Um, Do you two? remember? Yeah, I know I, we watched this a little while ago. Sure. He yeah. put in one extra. And yeah. when did Cooper asked, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can remember. It was his uh, battling bud. Mm-hmm. He asked him for his gun. Mm-hmm. After he wakes up in the coma, he was like, "Oh right, yeah, yeah that yeah. snub nose." And he was like, "Dougie, how do you know about this?" Yeah, what was his name? Um, oh, the boss. Yeah, battling the... bud. Uh, I'm not sure. Even like his Tim talking with uh, Gordon Cole was a nice moment because it was the two David Lynches from yeah, different yeah, universes. Yeah, the two basically the two not surrogates because yeah. I would consider. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, I always Bushnell Mullins. Yeah. There you well, go. I, I always wonder about like roles within, like those meta roles within narratives. It's like, okay, here's the audience surrogate, and then yeah. here's the like the voice of reason or the <laughs> the narrator or the overseer. Yeah. Like it's it's. Do you? I find those voices get blended a lot. Right. So, was there's like fourth episode from last? Dougie is eating cake. Yes. And he's watching. I think about that. Sunset a lot. Boulevard. Yes. And the line that gets his attention from that movie, which exists. Yeah. Then we're watching a TV show where we're watching characters like doppelganger mm-hmm. <laughs> watching TV, mm-hmm. a real thing. Mm-hmm. And he says, Give me Gordon Cole. Mm-hmm. Right. And that gets his attention. Right, and he yeah, starts crawling that. and then he connects with the electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Which inevitably, you know, wakes him up. Which makes me think that... So, mm-hmm. but that was, is that not, like, there's there's the Monica Bellucci dream. Yeah. Like, that's happening in France. Mm-hmm. I didn't... There was a part that I didn't know when she was like, look behind you, where Cooper's standing, but Cooper mm-hmm. can't see. Mm-hmm. They're apparently standing at a art gallery that David Lynch was prominently featured at. Mm-hmm. And so David Lynch in real life is being Monica Bellucci, mm-hmm. but it's a dream for the character mm-hmm. that David Lynch is playing. Mm-hmm. How do you like? Isn't that cool though? Like, yeah, like I. But and it's... he sees the part from Fire Walk with Me, mm-hmm. where David Bowie comes strutting in. Yeah, who do you think that is there? That well, it's David Le- Lynch looking. No, I, but that's Cole. the question that. Philip Jeffries asked about mm-hmm. Cooper to Gordon Cole. Who mm-hmm. do you think that is there? Like who is in the place of Philip Jeffries? The, like or? Cooper's with him and Philip Jeffries walks in and he points at Cooper and mm-hmm. he asks Gordon Cole, who do you think that oh, is there? Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember when watching Fire Walk With Me that there was nobody there, right? That he was just pointing at nothing, wasn't he? And then we well, like, see Cooper that Cooper was in the hallway, the right? Yeah. And then... When David Bowie shows up, the the picture of Cooper freezes. So it's like the movie pauses. Mm-hmm. Like the movie that we're watching pauses. And then like David Bowie comes in. Says we're not going to talk about Judy. 
Who do you think that is there? And uh, and then he like teleports. Well, right, he gets zapped out, and we see that electricity in the conversation above the the convenience store at the four mica table. Yes, um, like that. He Philip Jeffries was such an interruption that mm-hmm. he like disrupts the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But we there's no way to see him with it, like a Nazi. David Bowie. Yeah. Well, it's like, it harkens back to that sort of oh, thing. Man. Like, him, David Bowie, essentially in any role, is that what, like, I think of him as Nikolai Tesla still. Yeah. And I think of him in, as Pontius Pilate in uh, uh, The Last Temptation of Christ. It's that kind of acting, the sort of latter Jack Mr. Nicholson Mayor style Christmas of acting, where Mr. it's like you Lawrence. never forget you're watching. Jack yeah. Nicholson, but your understanding of who they are informs uh, the character that they're playing. Right. So, and so like, the fact- oh, the famous Philip Jeffries. Yeah. Because he disappeared for so long yeah. and then just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. That he could have essentially been David Bowie. of something else that's going on, mm-hmm. too. So, um, yeah, like, I don't, like, get carried away. But I want to hear your so interpretation. I think, so... <laughs> the realization that of what Laura was laughing at mm-hmm. at the end of Firewalk with me. Yes. Her face flickering. Mm-hmm. She's watching a TV show. Mm-hmm. She's learned she's a character in a TV show mm-hmm. and that she's created just to die. Okay. So, like, someone manufactured you, you know, mm-hmm. when someone says that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The backwards talking. And, yeah. yeah. And then someone says it because, like, that's, um, like, Diane was manufactured mm-hmm. as, like, a placeholder, mm-hmm. you know, and that one, that one gets muddy because, like, I, mm-hmm. she's the. But what's your interpretation the of the. Oh, okay. So, Laura learned she's a character on the tv show yes and so if cooper is to save laura is to save her from the tv show mm-hmm. so he has to transcend into reality to prevent it from happening mm-hmm. but that's why like everything when they come back to on the whole drive yeah. from texas to washington mm-hmm. is only at night yeah like, he gets to her in the daytime, but mm-hmm. we only see them driving at night. Mm-hmm. And the, our, our diner hasn't been switched. Like, in the show, it looks different yeah. than how it is in real life. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls up to Laura's, like, famous house. Yeah. And Which it's we've the seen. the real-life owners. Mm-hmm. And, like, the names she gives them are Chalfond and Tremond, mm-hmm. which were also the owners of... The property where Chet Desmond went missing in Fire Walk with me. Okay. Um, what do you go? I told you it's, this is his trailer. I'm gonna go over here now. <laughs> so, um, but so he he prevents Laura from dying, so the show never exists. Yes. But what's your interpretation of like him at the significance of him of asking like, what year it is? Oh, okay. So I think it was a trap for Judy in the storyline, like kayfabe story. Like they in those scenes where they're explaining the FBI, there are like so many phones, mm-hmm. 
and just electronic things. Which is how Judy... Yeah, yeah. and, like, she moves through the electricity. Mm-hmm. And Joe Day, mm-hmm. which means uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, like, to explain away a mystery... Mm-hmm. David Lynch has said forever, like, as soon as they get, they told, said who killed Laura, the show was over. Because yeah. that was Judy. That was the explanation that killed the show. Mm-hmm. And so... Cooper wouldn't know how to exist as a real person mm-hmm. in the real world, like Homer Simpson yeah. in yeah. that Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, I love that. Episode. Yeah, and yeah. I think of it all the time. And, like, um, you know, like, uh, I don't hey, even watch know. It, I don't Tony. even know. <laughs> like, uh, I just, if he, like, I don't even know how to say it. And mm-hmm. I feel like, Oh, I have like a really firm grasp on this show and about what's mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. but it's just a uh, it's a tough one. Do you to, view to explicate the, the original uh, TV series, like the first two seasons? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think of that as a show in the same way you think of The Return, or do you like as I think of it as a well, show in The Return as a movie? Like they, oh, I don't just, know that that's an important distinction to make yeah. between movie and TV show. For I guess, a like, in terms of, like, 18. do you consider it, like, do you truly consider it all one story, or do you consider it a sequel series, it being the return, or do you consider well, I, well, it... Well, it's like, um, how, or do you like, Kyle McLaughlin more? is, like, we see he's aged, and he's walking around sure. as Mr. C, as Cooper, mm-hmm. right? So he's, it's the same thing, the show is being someone's dressed up mm-hmm. as the show mm-hmm. and there's going around to all the familiar places and all the familiar people yeah. but it's not the same show yeah it's all the same pieces but it's a different show mm-hmm. because that the same show can't exist now it just yeah. so you don't really think of it as even a continuation of Laura Palmer's story it's just like a like a rebuttal in a way or is it a too, reflection or almost. too simultaneously like i can think of it both as it's twin peaks the return as its own its own thing as well as an extension of the show like as a weird yeah i mean it does fit in with the, the show it is a yeah. series of the show mm-hmm. but it's like um it's just an imposter it's fun it's like if like a body swap thing like if if twin peaks Mm-hmm. Switch bodies with like, um, like Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and but then Breaking Bad was like we could be Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. but then it's like way more violent and like higher production values, and um, it just doesn't have the same like heart and feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is there, yeah, especially with like Big Ed and Norma. Well, well yeah, and... it was really fo- like I noticed a lot about, um, and I think we said this when when we watched it the. Yeah. Uh, when um, Tim Roth and yeah, um, Jennifer, Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee, yeah. like in that suburb scene, yeah. like I'm like, oh well, it's kind of funny that like people are under like, a lot Twin of Pe- stress, yeah. Jeffrey. But like Twin Peaks inspire inspires the X Files, X Files yeah. inspires Breaking Bad, Breaking yes. Bad inspires Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's like seeing it back on itself. It's so weird. It is, but then you have. If you see vehicles in the show as mm-hmm. like different shows, mm-hmm. like a artistic vehicle, mm-hmm. that's what the cars are. So you have like three different shows like smashing together. Mm-hmm. 
you have Dougie show, you have the yeah. serial killer, like hitman show, yeah. the cop show with the mm-hmm. FBI. And then this like violent real estate guy mm-hmm. with his white car. who's was like, you block my driveway. Mm-hmm. And then he just kills him with a Gatling gun. Yeah. Like they were the main characters of their own. Con- yeah. 24 type show where it yeah. was like consumable Everyone violence. So yeah. Yeah. Cause it was just, it was one and done. There was no consequences. And it was like she was constantly eating like Cheetos and, and mm-hmm. Wendy's. Was that Wendy's when they're like, "Well, next up, Wendy's." Yeah. After yeah. they shot um, the uh, warden. Yes. Uh, on the steps in front of his son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the, the like. I think the show, like, I never found that like as as funny or or mm-hmm. trippy or as wide as it got that like. The, the show never really had tonal issues like in a no, weird way no. even Thank when goodness, it like violently it's... clashes one against the other it yeah. always felt like consistent well I always there's like vignettes that inform that as well mm-hmm. so like it's not like 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 the woman at the start with where she's dealing with the cops where they first find Ruth Davenport slash Briggs body when she it's in North Dakota and they call the police and the police were just trying to find their way in. Mm-hmm. And like with the woman with the dog. Do you remember that? No, it's where it's futile, like where she was oh oh that's right. Oh, yeah. The landlord's on vacation. Like yeah, yeah. oh and then Oh, I have the keys yeah, after yeah. everything. Yeah. And that's like a little just you know, vignette. Yeah. That you have these people milling about and the cops are just trying to do her the job and yeah. the lady's trying to be helpful because something's wrong in her community in her neighborhood mm-hmm. who are you gonna call yeah. the police to show up and take notes like an hour later yeah. and then they're like then oh my god it's like a supernatural horror that's just right next door yeah. where you know it's an impossible vivid section of a man who's like younger than he should be with mm-hmm. you know a woman in a woman's apartment and is that supposed to be at all in in parallel with uh, Laura Palmer's like discovery at all? Like that then Might be. comes at the end when you mention like the the one yeah. guy getting his day of fishing and stuff. Because I would have thought the one like guy, Pete. If you watched the the original show, you would love Pete as much as I do. Uh, fellas, don't drink that. There's a fish in the percolator. And then, so what's the f- uh, it's tough to ask you that question because you haven't you're not super familiar with the original series but like the fish in the percolator mm-hmm. I think is um, Philip Jeffries oh that would oh, that's slippery in here what is what would you consider Philip Jeffries relationship to Judy in any terms I think you know like he exists outside like in the stratosphere of mm-hmm. the narrative so he's like he knows he just doesn't have the ability to communicate mm-hmm. because if he did that's Judy yeah. Judy's like the truth and the explanation mm-hmm. so if Cooper's the audience and he gets Judy mm-hmm. there's no show who's the isn't that right like if there's yeah. if cooper's the audience and judy's the explanation mm-hmm. and if so the audience gets the explanation mm-hmm. there's no show there's no drama like it's like laura never exists can you put the show into basic like protagonist antagonist terms like for me like to like um 
what do you mean? Well, I mean, like, like can I, would, I contextualize it? Like, yeah, like um, a tip, any typical show. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just like Cooper is it's the just protein. like there's evil all around us, and it's yeah. mundane and a given and a part of reality. And that's mm-hmm. like, I love the portrayal in Firewalk with Me of them going to Canada because mm-hmm. that seems like an evil and mundane, knowable, mm-hmm. you know place right like it's it's familiar there's Mm -hmm. people late at night doing drugs and you know having sex and everything in public and it's just right there you just have to be in the spot at a certain time Mm -hmm. to see it so i think it's just like people know that this evil's around us they see it on their tvs Mm -hmm. when it happens to us like when it happens to real people we want to know and we want closure and so closure and and the the mystery and the you know the detective work is the hero and mm. the bad guy is just the evil that people do like yeah. bob like it's um i know you probably wouldn't be a fan of this but it's like ethereal uh like yeah, i love that word Oh, well, I was going to say, because it, it's very much like Stephen King's novels, where mm-hmm. it's like the town or something right. is a representation of evil. Do you think, like, David Lynch would be a fan of Stephen King? Yeah, I mean... What it, do you think he would and wouldn't like about him? Well, it's... Here's what bothers me about, like... Mm-hmm. And I find it funny that there's a lot of, like, Quentin Tarantino, for example, in my mind. Yeah. Or even Steven Spielberg, they all have, like not as good film taste as me or something or they'll like like they asked it's James funny. Cameron yeah. what's your guilty pleasure he's like there's no such thing yeah. as a guilty pleasure you like yeah. you love it and he's like Resident Evil Paul Anderson's yeah. Resident Evil <laughs> yeah because to answer, to say it's a guilty pleasure is to like say that there's implicitly something wrong say that it sucks mm-hmm. like you would feel shame or guilt for having mm-hmm. liked it so it's like they, saying to your coworker like you did a shitty job, but because I know you, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, well, that reminds me of, like, how you mentioned about Jim and Pam on The Office, how frustrating they are to watch as, like, essentially, yeah. like, workplace harassment, the show. Oh, poor Karen. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Karen Filippelli. Oh, there was, it. like, another, I never watched it, like, all the way to the end. I watched the final episode and then Which? ditched around season six of The Office. Yeah. But there was, like, some other female character that i only know amy of. adams no she oh but i the saw first bit. it was on she like was tiktok it's like your favorite like office uh romance your favorite office like female character and it was like basically oh, um, is it amy it, it, ryan it was like amy adams it, it showed them all yeah. and it was like amy adams amy ryan um uh jenna fisher uh, and then Rashida um, Jones, Rashida Jones, uh, and Melora Walters, who played uh, Aaron. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, she was a good actress then, because uh, she, she was also in Bridesmaids. But we know who we're talking uh, about. But then there was another one. Who? What's her face? Who was like um, some? Oh, Jan as well. Yeah, them, was also in there. Is that Melora Walters? Yeah, yeah. But um, and uh, Steve Carell's wife. Yeah, yeah, but she was only in it like a, a bit, but like people who j- basically well, didn't the episode she was in, yeah. uh, which was uh, Casino Night, must have been. No, well, yeah, she was in a couple. Nancy. Oh, she was a realtor. Yes. Yeah, 
um, Diwali, which mm-hmm. is when um, Michael tells her it's a costume party. Yeah. She comes oh. dressed as a cheerleader. It was weird to see even on... Uh, she was funny on uh, Saturday Night Live, too. It was weird to see... Um, like the office influence even on Twin Peaks, like it's it's very vague, but like I kind of got like a, mm-hmm. I don't know, like the portrayal of m- mundanity. Is that like the right word? Like there were just mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't explain. There was something like the humorous tone, even if nothing's being well, said. The vibe David of it. Lynch's comedy is like fifties mm-hmm. sort of comedy of like. Um, like cowboy jokes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. i'm trying to think like i have this short film collection mm-hmm. that is a comedy where a french person like mm-hmm. a french stereotype meets a cowboy stereotype mm-hmm. and you can tell it's like the funniest thing in the world to david lynch yeah where they like inevitably or ultimately like connect over coffee i think mm-hmm. but one's like oh i got a baguette and the other's yeah. like oh what about they both like cigarettes or some shit too. Yeah. But, but I it was like, oh. you could tell he's like a boy scout, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a knee slapper. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, okay. So then you find the suitcase that has a severed head in mm-hmm. it. Like all of these, uh, like to bring it back to mm-hmm. like, does David Lynch like, uh, Stephen King in any way? Like, I don't think, he... I don't think he would because, because it's like consumable violence, usually to children mm-hmm. without like, He's just cruel. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I think I don't like David Lynch well, I, wouldn't be violent. Like, he doesn't endorse the violence. Yeah, like, he doesn't like revel in it. It's like brutal and bad yeah. and has immediate consequences and pain. Yeah. Versus, you know, like a, a t- group of kids like taking turns in the losers club, like with that girl. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that would never happen in a David Lynch thing. It would yeah. be. Like, I mean, fully consenting. It would adults. be <laughs> Isabel Rosalini, and all the men would be scarred after, you know, like yeah. if he, if it. Well, it's kind of funny because that, like, at the time for Blue Velvet, they, like, they had those exact controversies about it of, like, yeah. that it was too far for. And I know, like, Roger Ebert just couldn't in handle Isabella and, Rosalini, too. Yeah. Like, she was too much for. For America, I have the desire to, <laughs> if I become a filmmaker in short time, be intentionally provocative of like, what's the thing yeah, that I couldn't have do, a reason. and then do it. You know, like well, uh, it's not just like your uh, former professors just wanting to say the n word because they. Shouldn't. Well, I mean, I didn't have this former professor. I'd like to point out, um, yeah. I I don't know who they are, but but my... I'm with you. But I also uh, I had a funny experience because i think on the previous one of these um i had mentioned that it would be funny to have a free concert with like neil young mm-hmm. and say neil young and friends mm-hmm. and then you like you know show up and there's just neil young standing on stage with his like yeah his friends are in a death metal band and then yeah. everyone was like you can't complain it was free yeah he's like who are you to say who neil young's friends are and yeah. he's there yeah but then last it's two nights Nathan ago, <laughs> two nights ago, I was enjoying well the Run the Jewels performance mm-hmm. from Adult Swim, mm-hmm. and then I was cutting it up through sections of like last week tonight. Like I'd watch a segment mm-hmm. and then watch like two songs, yeah. And then I was like, "Well, I could do this with Saturday Night Live because mm-hmm. it's like perfectly segmented." Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Yeah. So after the Run the Jewels one, I found a Phoebe Bridgers one where she's mm-hmm. playing um, at the Troubadour. Mm-hmm. And every other song, she brings a friend on where it's their song and she's like playing backup. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And like, mind you, every other song mm-hmm. is a Phoebe Bridgers mm-hmm. like performance and she's mm-hmm. amazing. And it's at the Troubadour where like amazing shows have happened. Mm-hmm. It's for, for free. Mm-hmm. And it's only every any other song, and it's like the genre of music I like, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I was like, I don't give a shit about this fucking guy. Yeah. I was gonna just sing Hall of Punisher, you know. I want to hear your album. So it's funny, like, because in my head I was like, oh, Neil Young with friends, like mm-hmm. it would be so fun to be provoked, mm-hmm. and then to experience it on the other end. Not that that was mm-hmm. like an intentional provocation on Phoebe Bridgers' part. She's yeah. just like a caring generous artist yeah. who like keeps her friends around her mm-hmm. but i felt like ah what a, you know i it was wrong of me to complain about it mm-hmm. but i was just like i was pretty excited to see mm-hmm. that album's one of my favorites yeah. of the year but you know what i mean like yeah. so it just made me think about provocation without reason or yeah. provocation without a message mm-hmm. or some substance yeah. that everyone will just be angry and mm-hmm. not in the way you want. So that's why it's when di- it's undirected. And that's why you think that Lynch dislikes King for that reason, for like, well, prob- it's, it's essentially it's more like Von Trier into- of like, if you find his jokes funny, mm-hmm. then you'll find his provocations. Like part of that where mm-hmm. it's like hilarious to shoot yeah. children with red hats. Yeah. But if you're not in it, yeah. if you're not, in on it in on it or you don't want to be it's so painful mm-hmm. but I'd so I'd think that like Lynch I mean it's unfair to say that he or not accurate to say that he likes King but like there's yeah, I mean there's I don't have the blood. answer to yeah there's some shared blood there I think like in terms of uh, like either inspirations like there are appro- anybody who's approximately the same age mm-hmm. uh, would you know they get to pick up the same references they live very similar lives particularly if they're western raised um or like from from one culture like i think of that john milani joke of like why doesn't my dad have friends and then like how everybody shared the same thing it's like boomer males don't Mm -hmm. have very many friends they have their wife's friends husbands and stuff like that and everybody like universally it's like how they were raised and stuff like that so i think of like them they have similarities and they can talk and they Mm -hmm. can share inspirations but i can see as virtually everybody i know does having a problem with how stephen king executes his concepts stephen king is a fan of david lynch he's very excited for twin peaks Mm -hmm. um but like he said that he over everyone frank darabont um, he's someone who understands ordinary people, and that's what I write about, ordinary people under stress. A lot of times filmmakers don't really seem to understand ordinary people. Mm-hmm. And I think there's that's the reason why David Lynch has never made a Stephen King film, or John Waters, because they don't really get ordinary people. Mm-hmm. That Just, would, I'd love to see David Lynch adapt a, a King work, though. Like, there's pretty much a lot of... Uh, or John Waters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how John Waters is like permanently like kicking around. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah he's important. Mm-hmm. But like, 
I did you see his closet pics of the Criterion collection? Yes, yes. Yeah, I like how he's like the only person who thought that like uh, Roger Ebert's movie was good. <laughs> he's like he should have done that instead of doing whatever he did. Zap. Yeah. Um, it was funny um, reading about the Manson family, and like after they shortly after they were locked up in the early seventies, the B team was still active mm-hmm. you know they had a lot of followers and they gained a lot of followers after Sharon Tate stuff oh man imagine them during social media yeah exactly it would have been brutal so the B team have an idea of how they're gonna get Charlie out of prison and uh, so they work with the Aryan Brotherhood to uh, rob a gun store man is there ever a plot in real life Does or in not... fiction where yeah. somebody who like joins a, a not partners with a Nazi group and it ends like not terribly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, oh wow, what a success! We should work with them more often. It's like no stupid, idealistic, mm-hmm. hateful people. Yeah, not even people. They're just uh-huh. scum. Nazi mm-hmm. lives don't matter. Sure. So they well, one of the guys joined had ties with the Aryan Brotherhood. So he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I know where we can like. Mm-hmm. We just have to get like. I wanted something guy. like two hundred guns. Mm-hmm. So they were gonna. You know, in um, best place, even in Grand Theft Auto, best place to start trouble, you know, is the gun, gun store, right? No one's armed there. So it leads to a big shootout. Um, mm-hmm. Citizens even join in, mm-hmm. helping the cops, giving them ammo, bringing them ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> All of the Manson family people are, like, arrested. Mm-hmm. And they all want to defend themselves in court, and the lawyer or the judge says no. But they're all going to be tried like together, mm-hmm. <laughs> so their lawyers thinks like they know the best way around this is to have Charlie Manson come to the to the stand mm-hmm. and say they're all insane. I told them to do this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So instead, he gets up, and they're like, "All right, Charlie." Come bail us out. And he's like, no, they knew exactly what they were doing. Lock him up. And <laughs> all of this, we wouldn't know about any of the, any of this for the most part, if not for John Waters, who went every day to their trial mm-hmm. and the trials of the Manson family and wrote about it in his book, Role Models. Mm-hmm. And, but right after that experience, of like sitting and listening to them speak in like secret language amongst themselves in court. Mm-hmm. He went home and wrote Pink Flamingos immediately. <laughs> All of those inspirations. Yeah. And yeah. John Waters is very important. And yeah. It was just something that I learned through the last podcast this week. And Does um, it surprise you? I was you? thinking about that a lot because I'd, it would have been fun to have that as the ending of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But Does it surprise you? And why do you think like he didn't it take like that a gun? Because it wasn't. Because that's just how just, Tarantino does things. He wanted to have a movie about Sharon Tate. Like not about the Manson family. So. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that Sharon Tate? It's similar. In that way, though? It's actually pretty similar to Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. If Sharon Tate didn't die, yeah, then mm-hmm. the Golden Age of Hollywood lives on. Yeah, and like um, Summer of Love continues, continues. henceforth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the mm-hmm. fantasy, right? Like mm-hmm. it is like Twin Peaks. Yeah, you know, it's just trying to undo a major like benchmark yeah unring a bell you know yeah (laughs) does it yeah 
I mean, uh, do you? Th- what do you think that uh, David Lynch is going to do next? I don't know, something with Netflix. Yeah, I have no clue. That makes but sense. Twin Peaks and do you think the Irishman do- and um, Killers of the Flower Moon is coming out? Uh, no, but I'm just thinking yeah. like thematic comparisons, oh, okay, like yeah. the Irishman is and a coda. Twin Peaks and um, like that long drive home, you know. Well, I think of them both as like essentially, the even though they like their filmmakers will continue making stuff, they're essentially like a thematic coda to the like the main. It's through not line a given, of but thing. like that idea of like the end. Of, it wasn't quite the way that I thought. I recently watched Kill Bill, too. Mm-hmm. It's more like the end of Kill Bo- Bill as well. Yeah. <laughs> In addition, Kill Bill too, uh, <laughs> uh, where you know she gets um, BB and then shout out to Death Stranding mm-hmm. and then uh, drives home. Mm-hmm. I actually, but uh, and then um, that I feel like that and Boogie Nights ending, it's like mm-hmm. with Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. on the couch. Before Tom Chain wants, oh, it's what's in the motherfucking safe in the motherfucking floor. Mm-hmm. Come here, do. <laughs> oh, that's Cosmo. Yeah, he's Chinese. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite lines from Doctor Octopus. But um, why that long way home? Mm-hmm. Just like the last episode of Twin Peaks, yeah. that feeling. Or I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, the ending. Of that, when they get to the the long journey into night. the high school, mm-hmm. in that is similar in my head to um, Twin Peaks, the end of Twin Peaks. Yeah, and it was funny watching like Charlie Kaufman reluctantly do press for that film mm-hmm. when someone asked him like, "What's the movie you've seen the most?" and he was like, "Uh, couldn't couldn't say for sure, but something David Lynch." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm it was there." Um, mm-hmm. as well as like recently looking at like, um, infinite jest, yeah. pick that up every now and then. Once again, like, but, like these mm-hmm. long journeys home. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, Odyssey. once again, these filmmakers of like, they don't, they're not like you and me. They don't like watch a lot of films, so they don't it's have not necessarily thing. true. I think well, like Scorsese and yeah, Charlie Kaufman and these guys like, like Von Trier watch like a movie Cause every Ka- day. Kaufman reminds me of somebody who actually doesn't too. have time to no, he, in his mind he watch. talks about, he talked well, about yeah, in yeah, the for, interview all the I stuff forgot. that he loves watching yeah. and, and he I was saying if you could write for any TV show um, he said Pen15 hmm. I don't even know what that is, but it was like David. <laughs> you don't know what that is. I'm just like penis, but like yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. well, hadn't, hadn't I heard of it and forgot to look into it. Um, it's on AMC. Is it good? No, I'm joking. It's it's not on AMC, oh, but like... it's like Pen15. Can you tell when they asked me in elementary school, your yeah. friend would ask you, can you write Pen15? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it like I didn't know about it, but it clearly has time. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... What, what strikes me is that I find an equal similarity to these outsiders to, like, I find them all the same, as somebody would say, insiders. But you know? do you know what I mean about, the, what I'm trying to get across is that uh, feeling that, like, I'm thinking of ending things, Twin Peaks, The Irishman, um, these long drives mm-hmm. home, inside Lewin Davis. 
or uh, you know, just to arrive at some place yeah. like surreal, yeah. like some place like this dreamlike. And Mulholland Drive is. I think of True Detective first season. It's like that right? reverse yeah. almost, but um, do you know what I'm trying? What yeah. I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, the end of Nathan for for you. Yeah, where they finding go. Francis. Yeah. Like, what is that feeling? You know, it also like it comes back to the Odyssey. That's all the mm-hmm. Odyssey is. Yeah. You tell them the same story well, until you get home. A lot of people of, I I mean, whether dragged by their parents or or elsewhere, like everybody has had that kind of long journey. Have uh, you seen the original Solaris? No. With the long car ride sequence, it's like mm-hmm. it's seven to ten minutes of just mm-hmm. driving. Yeah. Um. I need to finally see uh, until the world ends mm-hmm. the Wim Wenders. But I think epic. it's just the length and and time and like a long ability to do nothing or not have anything being be pressed on mm-hmm. essentially, and then just have something naturally unfold. It's well, it is like a progression, you know. Mm-hmm. It is in the hero well, yeah. story, like mm-hmm. come home, but there's having no changed pressure on it to to happen. But what I'm I'm just trying to get at this sense of you like just recapture dri- that sense, yeah. Of like driving all night, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just a long drive to end up someplace unreal, mm-hmm. um, like Carrie Page's house, and mm-hmm. all the way to Twin Peaks, or you know, the story that Jack is telling, and that was that Jack built, yeah, or you know. I'm thinking of ending things as a mm-hmm. literal car ride. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like the Irishman, I think is a great encapsulation of this American age aging mm-hmm. of like, you have your stories mm-hmm. and like, they were cool. But at the end, like you're just, the door's going to close on you one day. Like you're just mm-hmm. Robert De Niro sitting in the old age home. Yeah. That's a fantastic movie. I almost bought that. Um, I, wish I wanted to get just, that in Parasite. I wish the majority of it was the third act. Like, I just because I... Oh, man. It, Action Bronson has had, like, back-to-back years of, like, showing up ex- unexpectedly just to make me laugh in films mm-hmm. with him as the casket salesman. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, King of Staten Island mm-hmm. when he's shot. And uh, have you seen that? Film? No, I oh. have not. Yeah. Action Bronson is shot, and he just he's asked Pete Davidson for help. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm not really a firefighter. I'm just hanging out here." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh man, that's cool. Let me just hang out here for a bit, and bleeding yeah. from his side." It's weird. Uh, over your shoulder, I'm just looking at Naked Lunch. Do you have any recollection oh, of yeah. about two months ago when it was like two or three a.m. or even oh, four, yeah, definitely. four a.m. Yeah. and you were about to watch it and he's like this trippy movie and then you for whatever the, reason I wasn't even was, finished it was too tiring i was just tired yeah it was like 2 30 like, and then i was like i better like i'll watch this movie and it'll be four and then i'll go to bed and mm-hmm. then it was like half an hour in and uh that did what i wanted it to it's not like cronenberg would put me to sleep but it was just yeah. something that i can like kind of no drift pressure. away yeah. and like it being so surreal um is just fun I don't know. my co-worker plus i was outside my medication windows and I'm like going to see possessor by the way on on yeah, i don't know friday I, I like you should watch possessed 
Yeah. Or possession. Rally. Possessor is uh, is Brandon Cronenberg's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Toronto filmmakers. That's always good. If you ever, I don't know. Do you find that there's anything wrong with? Uh, the way that we develop culture because we don't have like our own Hollywood or anything like we just don't well, yeah, it's just like, like a matter of like we should just be going out and doing more yeah, rather than uh, you know that, that's why I really What's like the, the, the Larry Cohen documentary where mm-hmm. he just says about going out not getting permission and just filming like just stealing shots and, yeah. like wearing your hair tog as well and mm-hmm. um but like when God told me to, mm-hmm. um, when we dress up, uh, Andy Kaufman, mm-hmm. and then they, in the film, he's a cop in the in a parade. Mm-hmm. In actuality, they just put Andy Kaufman in an ongoing parade and filmed it, mm-hmm. and be, everyone presumed they had permission. Mm-hmm. They never asked. Yeah. But like he went out and he just did it. Is that more dangerous now, though, or are people yeah, more conscious of the danger? Like, I think of the French Connection. It was always dangerous. They but... could have hit and killed somebody. They didn't, but they near they yeah. were near misses. With it was that. like we don't know about the animals that you know, like just... uh, all the animals Sam Peckinpah killed. Yeah, you know, or um, how Alfred Hitchcock was like a, a real fucking asshole in yeah. real life to women. Yeah, I remember uh, I read recently about, uh, on Reddit, it's like the Wachowskis made the mistake of watching Stanley Kubrick. Oh, so yeah, I was telling you about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, why would you take your cues from the person who's like a good director who's bad with actors? It's <laughs> yeah. like wrong inspirations. And, um, my favorite example, though, of the, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, it's probably not my favorite example, but it's one that I like, of like the person who directed... I always get them confused. I think it's 10 Things I Hate About You rather than She's mm. All That. They're like indistinguishable mirror movies. But um, the the end where the band's playing mm-hmm. uh, their song on like top of the school or something, um, the director didn't get the permit for it. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's my first movie. Like, I really need this to like complete the shot and we're done anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like, did we get the permits? And then they just lied and they're like, yep, let's, <laughs> let's shoot it. They said yes. And there was like no consequences to it. But it's like, imagine if I mean, they did that and then something awful happened. And yeah. Then, well, I mean, you can't look at Good thing it wasn't a John Landis film. Yeah, yeah. Oh my there God. was like more children would have died. Well, it's kind of funny because I think about times when it's like I'm unhinged or something or, or like Hashtag. thinking about, unhinged. yeah, Russell Crowe, Road Rage. Um, to hope he throws and, a phone at someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vintage him, Russell Crowe. Him or Naomi Campbell or Blake Jenner. I'll throw Fight phone. around the globe. A lot of phone throwing. To be. I guess because it's in your hand so many of the time. Well, in Russell Crowe's case, he like picked up a concierge phone at a hotel and threw it at someone in the lobby. Which is weird because I always thought, like, so was that like a corded phone? I think it was like a it, they know, were like, like regular landline phone. It's weird because I always imagined it like you know him in a bellhop uniform. They throws it at, and it's like a corded. I actually don't know, phone. but I knew it was this, it was like mm-hmm. substantial, mm-hmm. not just a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was a big phone. Yeah, it yeah. was like a... the kind of phone a gladiator would throw. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I've been meaning to. Yeah, so like, the name of this is supposed to be Tale of Two Brothers. 
podcast? I guess, yeah. Like <laughs> podcast, a tale of two brothers. Does I it, think is what. Yeah. Does it has nothing to do with the tale of two cities? Like who's France? Who's like who's Paris? Who's I think London. it's like a thematic thing that we can like it's weave just in like as a, we go. But what's but I but I, do you know that book? No, but it's from <laughs> Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, the video game. Oh, I thought it was which A Tale of Two like that, but 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 comes yeah. from Charles Dickens. Yeah, A yeah, Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, well, maybe next episode we can talk about its inspirations, and we'll start with The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> movie which i do not like and i'd love to tackle of how this resurgence of like yeah like i'm getting older and cynical i guess but Mm -hmm. like i'm starting to see it's like hey you know what movie deserves a second look this bad movie and it's like yeah well i mean i don't mind them remake trying to remake bad movies but like i don't need any more adaptations of like well it's you know like peter pan mm -hmm. or well, yeah, this is just me being obnoxious, but it's like, hey, this movie, like, and there's nothing wrong with it, but people frequently on blogs or websites going, hey, this movie deserves a second look, and it's like, I, well, it's like I realize more and more about, um, like, I've gotten more fair in my viewing of, like, this, which, Chris, which Hemsworth brother is the best, you know, there are, none of them are particularly great. Mm-hmm. But um, there's an attitude of like, oh, maybe maybe Luke Hemsworth, who's like on Westworld, is secretly the which best. Which one is one. Thor? Uh, the the best one, the one yeah, who's which, actually what's the, his first name? Chris Hemsworth. Okay. And like he's the best one, and indication by and his then success, one of them is in Cabin Liam, in the Woods. Yeah, uh, right? that's also Chris Hemsworth oh. actually. And the the bottom line is this: yeah. is that like the best Chris Hemsworth brother is the most famous. The best Chris Hemsworth brother. The, yeah, the best of Chris Hemsworth's yeah. brothers, himself included, uh, is him. is Liam Chris Hemsworth. And he's the most famous because mm-hmm. he is the most talented. It's and that's... Disney. Fame does work fairly sometimes. Like, <laughs> the truth is, is that, like... I don't know about that one. The be- like, John Belushi is mm-hmm. more famous than Jim Belushi in terms of, like, influence. Depends even though, on who you are. But, I mean, like, sure... Not I, according to Jim. You could make an argument that because Jim Belushi did it according to Jim and People has had a under a lot career. of stress, Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> and I find him funny. Like, he gets referenced in more things just via time. I stack my eyebrows yeah. like him. Yeah. Like, I doubt there are any... I'm sure there's um, inspirational stuff, but there's no direct references to John Belushi. A lot of people, that I don't um, like David, David Cross, has like a whole bit about how... Jim Belushi is like, oh, he can't be that bad. And then he worked with them, and he was like, he was way worse. <laughs> that he was just mean to like everybody, like makeup and hair, mm-hmm. and like that they were crying, and it was his first movie. And but that was another thing of like Sean Young, for example, being like misunderstood. I don't even know who that is. Sean Young was the female lead on Blade Runner, Rachel, and it's Rachel! basically like Rachel, she, and it's like the constant battling of like. Oh, the was first she, one? Yes. Uh, and it's like the constant battle of like, was she terrible? Uh, or was everything Chanel's else just haircut? sexist? And it's like, which one overrides oh. the other more? And it turns out that, like, the person who, you know, they work for The Guardian and they go and interview her. And from the outset, she mm. paints the uh, author of the article as like, he's going to do a hit job. It's like, you're mm. going to make me look bad like everyone else. And mm. then they're like, no, I want you to know. Like, please tell your side of it because they want to uncover yeah. the misogyny of Blade Runner. And she just, like, won't accept that narrative. And then she 
actively antagonizes the writer, and the writer gives, like, a reasonable response. Um, and, like, basically it's, like, their takeaway is that she's, like, as enigmatic as the rest of the film. Like, yeah. basically the most positively you could do it. But it's, like, yeah, how... People go back like, on things and they want to insist that something happened in a way because movie. it was unfair. When in well, reality, it's that it was Robert the key thing of like what I was complaining about with the vow for them to, at the end, just oh Keith Raniere wants to have his say. Oh, you have one side of the documentary, yeah. and so and he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, is HBO gonna give him like a whole another platform for his bullshit because it's like obsessed with his success that can only versus like, like love fraud which i was saying did it really well yeah where they're like you know 20 minutes into the last episode like we have him like yeah. he's caught mm -hmm. and then they reserve the rest of it for him you know like fake crying and telling his side of the story mm -hmm. um and i was like check out this loser mm -hmm. which is like the thesis of the show mm-hmm Versus the vow, which is like a bunch of people who are s such big marks. Mm -hmm. They used to be big marks for Keith, and now they're huge marks for themselves. Do you think? And th then they became marks for themselves on the show. Yeah. Just talking from wrestling terms, they're like their own biggest fans. Of like, they're all just assholes. Well, I think I mean nothing can ever last. Like, do you think Twin Peaks in any other scenario could have been longer? Without, no, I don't with, think it was necessary for it, and that's why when like people even are saying gap. like the fourth season, like I don't think it's necessary. Like to have mm -hmm. a there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. The whole season three made that very clear. Yeah, it even imagine having a puzzle, mm -hmm. and you're like slave or the puzzle, mm -hmm. and then by the end of it, you find that the puzzle's com not only completed itself but put itself away and back on the shelf. Yeah, you. Would you do that puzzle again? Like, probably... No. But probably people, not. Like, if it was just like, oh, okay. I've never seen, in real life or in fiction, somebody put together the same puzzle twice. Right. I don't know if it's a thing you do. I don't think it is. Maybe that's what the movie that well, I thing mean, you do was about. I mean, why do people store puzzles anyway? You know? Hoarding. But, like, if <laughs> Twin Peaks had been like not canceled in its second season or something and it like i think that if that it's impossible to say but if that like had come out from there if yeah. it had first come out mm -hmm. it's difficult because it would have annulled itself but if it had first come out and being as fresh and groundbreaking as it was at the same time that twin peaks the return did it basically would have been a show that would have probably gone on too it long it's repeated right. itself and then cycled in like even as good as david lynch is or, or was it's like basically. firefly if there was like well the first season yeah it would have really sucked good, it but the fourth season yeah it would have sucked yeah. like i and, wish nathan fillion would go do something else like a crime procedural or something same thing with arrested development like they basically yeah. had like they it's there is an understanding that a lot of creators don't want to admit that like mm. they have a certain amount of time a finite amount of time to tell a story mm -hmm. and you can tell, and I remember you regarding this, around the third season of Arrested Development, they start to get self-referential. Um, I I think that they yeah. would have, because it's like, what are the most they vital were things depending about on, They were depending on the self-referential. Mm -hmm. It was trying to figure out the... It had it right all along, and then things changed, and mm -hmm. they couldn't do the same kind of show production, so they mm -hmm. 
similarly brought back for season three well after mm-hmm. and it was like someone four, new mm-hmm. in right yeah. in, like season four whatever. i never even watched but it was like five. someone it was like having a different voice yeah of like the you know of the same cartoon but the mm-hmm. voice cast has changed it's just like twin peaks is like someone else is wearing the show we know as a mask yeah. and there was the rest of element when it came back because it all the stars were too big and they couldn't get mm-hmm. them all to film at the same time plus jeffrey tambor probably wouldn't stop screaming at people yeah you know well it's so weird to well, me Portia that Garassi's situ- probably used to that at home yeah with ellen oh no it's but poor Ellen, Jessica Ellen is a fascinating thing. Well, what fascinates poor, poor, me about Jessica Walter is that she had a long relationship of working with Jeffrey Tambor. And then what does that mean when Jeffrey Tambor is screaming at you and she says, I've never been talked to that way in my life? I think the most illuminating thing. probably like going off a cliff. The most illuminating thing about season five of Arrested Development is that New York Times interview where they mm. showed misogyny on full display, even if yeah. it's people that you like, even if it's like Jason yeah. Bateman and everybody there, yeah. the guys will still behave in that sort of way towards Maybe the defensive to women. Help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but um, but like sweetie. just not knowing their, their place in or it. Or just not like a, uh, like accepting them for saying... I didn't like this. And we're like, well, maybe you just didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Just... We had to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, do you think that anybody <laughs> could ever, and I think that, like, money will eventually come back because Twin Peaks is, like, a really strong brand identity. I do you think that. I think David Lynch is a stronger brand. Yeah. So I wonder, like, and, and this is, like, getting into the commerce part of it, but do you think that, like, somebody. Uh, like if they came up with an idea to resurrect it and basically went it to David Lynch, happen without him. Yeah, that David Lynch like would. Do you think he would give the okay ever? No. Yeah, because it's. I mean, he did. With if you want to see what that's like, mm-hmm. you just watch the latter part of season two because yeah. he didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, so right, then yeah. it was like people who had access to his ideas mm-hmm. but not how to use them. Mm-hmm. That's why like Josie Packard was turned into a. Like a, a a knob on a dresser. Mm-hmm. One one of the, the characters in season two is trapped within a knob on a dresser. What's your take on season two? Is it the worst? It's not very in? good yeah. because like David Lynch wasn't there and like fucking what's his name James Hurley mm-hmm. having like you know Black Widow subplot mm-hmm. with characters of no consequence. Mm-hmm. I just sometimes I just want to get on my motorcycle and go. Oh, just go, oh, yeah. James. Just leave. <laughs> what do you think of uh, like? Do you have a favorite part of season two that you can like, even though it's... yeah, Wyndham Earl, mm-hmm. um, his whole thing. I think a lot about like. Get, uh, I like caretaking. Leo being uh, in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and silent, mm-hmm. and um, Heather Graham is always nice to look at, but. Do you she th- was shoehorned in. Yeah. Do you think- How is Annie? Yeah. How is Annie? How is Annie? <laughs> do you think? Do you think that anybody Dead. could essentially anyone else but David Lynch could tell a no. David Lynch story, like do one no, of his? We're going to or- see with Denny Villeneuve and Dune, I suppose. But- yeah, but it's like the problem with that is that it. I would imagine that. Oh no! Like yeah, again, you have no. Frank Herbert the as a creative voice. No. Yeah. So. But it's like so. Dino De Laurentiis, I guess, was doing it at the time. So it's like... It's tough to do it even with people who's, like, 
you know, where you have good intentions. Yeah. Like when Michelle McNamara died and yeah. her editors and friends tried to finish writing her book or Did that work uh, out? No. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. I mean not in the same way, but they didn't earnestly try to write in her voice. Yeah. Or, you know, all the attempts to make Napoleon the mm-hmm. Kubrick script. Yeah. Long after he died and um you know, or, Which or I trying think to now figure really out Scott like and Joaquin Orson Welles' to do. Uh, intentions with his stuff that got fucked around with, like other side of the wind, right? Yeah, or yeah. Uh, you know, like a better cut of Magnificent Ambersons, but mm-hmm. can't even exist because mm-hmm. they didn't film it. But is there a, is there any situation you can think of where it's like somebody like is it better in a way to recognize that you're not that person and try and do something in well, your own way or is it better to sincerely yeah. try to well, like take on like Anderson was the first like AD on Prairie Home, Home Companion yeah if Robert Altman died didn't Matthew Vaughn end up taking oh, I actually the... don't know I yeah. just know that PT Anderson was like there in case yeah but and... altman actually lived through it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> darn they were really he was what, uh, rubbing his garrison hands come keeler, on garrison rub... keeler didn't that yeah. fuck he was yeah. one of the me too yeah guys he looks like brandon gleason on a bad day yeah or steve bannon yeah Oof. yeah but i think of uh oh uh, yeah. Really yeah 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 <laughs> um, I was just thinking of like you saw Veep all the way through yeah. of like that's like they aren't Armando Iannucci yeah. mm-hmm. uh, David Mandel but he's like reasonably talented so it's like we're gonna make it shorter and basically go for pathos rather than jokes and it ends up like not yeah. being as good but it's like at least is it Here's provides an appropriate a marzipan dildo just yeah. makes a mess of everything yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know questions without answers typical yeah i mean yeah. uh yeah Damn, it's just artistic intent versus artistic uh execution execution what do you think when the artist is even important? there like yeah i mean mm-hmm. yeah the uh, we, then we get into like death of the author mm-hmm. sort of stuff, which I always enjoyed. Once that's complete, the author mm-hmm. is dead. But yeah. until it is complete, the author is the important part. Mm-hmm. Can there be more than one? Yeah, but it's it, then you start thinking about the artistic principles mm-hmm. of the like Walter Benjamin mm-hmm. and like French ones about their intent and mm-hmm. aura of the original and mm-hmm. um, like an inevitable ineffable quality of it being a David Lynch movie made by David Lynch mm-hmm. rather than people doing cover version of David Lynch. Yeah. Which, Diet David Lynch. It's like the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. The real Mona Lisa mm-hmm. isn't on display. Yeah. They have like replicas that are slightly bigger. Mm-hmm. People impose the aura upon it even though it is one that's been replicated mm-hmm. and it is an image that has been duplicated mm-hmm. you know forever but yeah. yeah yeah so as long as the idea i guess exists or was out there and can be uncovered in just some in way just in case you're th- like asking these questions to see if like maybe i can get sam on this instead of nick and no one will know the difference <laughs> uh, it's impossible to like people would really notice and i don't think sam would be as good of a podcast guest sam would be a good podcast if i wanted to know what all his friends thought of everything yeah the passive oh justin liked that one mm-hmm. what do you think of it i don't know but justin liked it yeah yeah 
That's yeah. fuck uh, you, Sam. <laughs> like, there's not enough of that. There is too just too often things like I'm saying, what do you think, or what do you think? I yeah, think it's well, that's like that's what I was trying to. I just wasn't asking on, you the right ways. Well, I mean, here the here's the basic thing: is that I'm I'm uncomfortable to admit it, but there's far too much more than usual on Twin Peaks that I did not understand, and my made up my idea going into it that I was just gonna sit back and enjoy the ride, and that basically allowed me but to there was a missing piece. enjoy it as much as possible and find more in uncovering it mm-hmm. in like future interactions as a mystery that will never be solved. Um, That's fun. Yeah. But if it is ever fully solved, which it can be. Yes, it, it won't loses its mystique, it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Which is what the show way. is about. Yeah. I think that's a good way to end. We'll that's what that the show is about. If you knew everything there was, there wouldn't be a show. Yeah. That's what the show is about. That's yeah. Judy. It's and that's what truth. our show is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to yeah. explain away everything fun about art you might watch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on again. Yeah. We'll see you in another two months or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually only might be a month since our last one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, You'll yeah, be yeah. mean to do it for a while. Yeah. Well, thanks right. for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll end it right there. <laughs>